0: Acts chapter 8 verse 1 through 8 and Saul was consenting unto his death and at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made a great lamentation over him as for Saul he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed, committing them to prison. Therefore, they were they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, Uh and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. And there was great great joy in that city, precious Lord. We want great joy in our city, Father God. But there is a responsibility that we, as the people of God, have. Like Philip, we need to go down into the highways and byways and preach Christ unto a lost world. Father God, give us that strength. Mm -hmm. Give us that courage. Give us the peace to know, Father God, that you have called us to this. Father, we need, to, we need to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ yes. and him crucified. Father God, give us that strength. Amen. 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 It Really, talking to a lot of people lately, God has brought me into the company yes. of a lot of people. And the conversation always turns to what's going on in the world. What is wrong with our world? And and people are looking for all the answers. Somebody somebody used to say, looking for all the looking for all the answers in all the wrong places. Amen. We're not gonna legislate sin. That's right. We're not. But here we see what's happening in verse number one of of Acts 8. Saul had just killed Stephen. Or had Stephen killed? Remember, the Bible said they threw the they threw their coats at Saul's feet, meaning he was the ringleader. And verse number eight. Now, 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 stay with me because I want to get to this. Therefore, in verse number four, and I want to, I really want to, care, I want to talk about some of the things that God has called us to do. And this, this, and this, these verses, these verses spoke to that. It says, "And and, and Saul was consenting unto his death, and at that time there was." a great persecution against the church was, was at Jerusalem. Now this was after the day of Pentecost so, so, so folks was upset about the things that the church was doing. And it says they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. For whatever reason, God left the apostles in Jerusalem and, and protected them there. Verse number two, and devout men carried Stephen to his burial. Now, that word devout, I I hear it a lot. People say, well, he's a devout this, a devout devout that, a devout Catholic, a devout Christian. It's only used two times in the Bible, devout. Okay? One time it was used about Simeon in in Luke chapter, I believe, 21. Simeon was a devout man of God, okay? But they carried Stephen to his burial. Now, this is what I found interesting in in, in verse number 2. They had murdered Stephen. A lot of times when someone would get murdered, people would be hesitant to, de- to declare that they had a relationship with him. They murdered Stephen because of his faith. So it would be natural for uh, 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 people to, to back away so I don't want to get caught up because I might get murdered too. That would have have, might have been the underlying thing here. And this is why the writer of of Acts is bringing this out. There's some some courageousness going on here. There's some boldness going on here. We We see some courageous people. Watch what they do. Watch what they do. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made... Great lamentation over him, meaning they put on a public display of their of their love for this great man of God. Let me let me share let me share Stephen's testimony, who Stephen was. Mm-hmm. Remember, Stephen was a deacon. Okay, see, we we always think you got to have these special titles and everything before you can really do the work of of God. No, 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 no. All of us, if we have the Spirit of God, have enough power to witness for Jesus. Amen. Here's Acts 6 3, talking about Stephen. He said, Wherefore, brother, remember the remember the church had was growing and was growing. Okay? Despite persecution. See, see, we think we can grow the church in America without persecution. And and, and, and what we've done in America, in the American church, is just comfortable. We're so cozy and comfortable. I mean, we get to complain if it gets too cold in church. We get to complain if it's too hot in church. Because we, church has become comfortable. Church ain't never been comfortable. Church ain't never been safe. Church is a safe place. One of the safe places you can go in, in America is church. Why? Because they ain't saying nothing. Okay? it's a church... If the church was out there making a stand against sin and preaching Jesus Christ, Him crucified, is the only answer, it would get some heat. It's some heat. Here's Peter. I mean, excuse me. Here's Stephen. He said, "Wherefore, brother, look out among you seven men. I'm in Acts six three, of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom." Whom we may appoint over this business. The business was just taking care of the elderly people in the church. Okay? But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, watch this, verse, verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen. Okay? Make sure you understand what you're signing up for. Okay? A man of faith. Somebody correct me. Yeah. Somebody correct me. He wasn't a man of faith. He was a man. The Bible says he was a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost. What does that say? Full of faith. What would be the difference of being a man of faith and being a man full of faith? Okay? You know what I mean? you, You got enough faith for... A whole lot of folks. Oh, you got enough faith to spread around. You got enough faith to handle whatever come your way. You got enough faith to understand if they come and get you and stone you, you will have enough faith to say like Stephen said, "Father, forgive them for knowing that what they do." You know what? Where do you get that from? I ain't got that from Jesus. You can't get. You can't be full of faith and not be full of Jesus. Okay, they, they, the two go together. Now let's keep going though, because I'm going to get to Philip, because it, it gave it gave Stephen's credential. He was a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost. And then it got down to the other deacons that they call and Philip, and Procorius, and Acordo, and Timma, and Promedius, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. They were just normal guys. See, God used normal guys. God used normal guys to do. Great work. They do great work. Let's go. Ask for Saul. I like this verse number three. Ask for Saul. You know, Saul. God gonna get to Saul in, in, in chapter nine. Okay, He's gonna change Saul to Paul in chapter nine. But right now, this is this is a doggone fool, Paul. Okay. Ask for Saul. He made havoc of the church. Havoc, havoc, havoc mean. Destruction. Okay? Y'all ever hear the news when a, a tornado or a hurricane run through a city? Said make havoc of the city. Just Des- destroyed the city. Paul's mission was to destroy the church. Why? Why? Because Paul didn't believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. That was going, that, that rose on the third day, and that's what the, the, the these young believers were teaching. So Paul was upset, and he was making havoc of the church. The Bible says in verse three, entering into every house, and helling men and women committed committed them to prison. That word helling me, dragging them out. He was dragging them out. He was arresting them. What the police do now, they'll throw Mason to the house and get him to come out. Paul would have had Mason, he would have threw it in the house, get him to come out. And then he was committing them to prison. For what? For what? For believing what they believed. I think, I think Paul went on to write to Timothy. Paul went on to write to Timothy in, in, in 2 Timothy 3, 3, 12. He said, all who desire to live godly in Christ shall be persecuted. How about that? Boy, what, a, what a turn of events with Paul. Let's keep going. Let's get to this therefore. Because this has to happen in America. If our, if our country is going to change, it ain't going to change about who we who we elect in 2024, who we elect in 2028, who we elect in 2032, if any of us be still be around. Okay? If it's going to change, it's going to start in the house of God. It's going to start in the house of God. It's going to start in the... In the lives of the people of God. Okay? And and this therefore applies to us. Okay? Therefore, verse 4, they that were scattered, doesn't say nothing about the preachers, and really the apostles did not leave Jerusalem. Okay? So, So we can't say, well, it was the apostles that would spread the word. It was the rank and file members of the church. That's it. Therefore, they that were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. How about that? They went everywhere preaching the gospel. Then Philip went down into the city of Samaria. What did he do? And preach Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. What's happening here? When we we work the prison system, if we had an incident, I think this probably would apply to Jake at the fire station, and probably Sylvia, her job, what she do. If there's an incident, somebody get hurt, something happened, you got to write an incident report. And what they really want on that report is what we call the four W's. Who, what, when and where. Okay? Same thing. Same thing. Keep it, keep it simple. So, what did they preach? Excuse me. Let's go back one. Who preached? Who preached? I, I know, I know there's, there's a lot of folks that say, well, women ain't supposed to preach. That's, that's, that's not what the Bible says. Okay? We, women and women and men alike have a responsibility to preach. Preach how? Just tell people about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, pastoring is a whole other subject. Okay. But we all have a responsibility to do what? Tell somebody about yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And, and and it says in who preach? Who are the who? The rank and file. i already said that. Somebody brought it up in Sunday school. The lunatic, the lunatic front of Frontenacere was the first commissioned preacher. How about that? What was his credentials? He was once crazy. Okay. What happened? He and and and, and when they, when Jesus healed him and delivered him of all his craziness, ain't God still doing it? Okay. God still doing it. Don't think don't think there you know anybody too crazy to get saved. God can save crazy folks. Amen, amen. God can save crazy. Somebody said, "Well, how do you know that? I know that because he saved me. Okay, all right. And what he done for me, he can still do for you. See, we 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 don't. the, The message is simple. The message is simple. We 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 just think we. I don't know if God saved me, He can save you. How about that? How did He save you? How did He save you? That's your testimony." If you don't have one, then you're not saved. Uh But everybody that God saved, he gives a testimony for you to tell somebody, well, how did he save you, Columbus? Mm -hmm. Well, how did he save you, Margaret? How did he save you, Sylvia? How did he save you? That's that's what people want to know. Uh Uh Woman at the well. Preacher. What did she do when she heard the gospel? What did she do when she, when she met Jesus at the well? What did she do? The Bible says she left her pot and went into the city, told everybody, come see a man who knew too much about me, Okay? Okay? I mean, think about the leper. I, this, this is the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the most fascinating stories. Here's the leper. And I know we get on the leper. God, Jesus told the leper to go to the priest and show yourself as a testimony. Remember, the priest would have been the ones that told the leper he had leprosy. But Jesus had healed the leper. The leper was healed, cleansed of his, of his disease. Let me read it in Mark 1 and 40. And there came a leper unto him. Here's a preacher too besieging him, Mark chapter 1 verse 40, and kneeling down to him, this is a leper coming to Jesus, and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean, Hmm. a little bit of faith there, ain't it, a little bit of faith there, somebody told a leper about Jesus, and somebody said, the leper, Jesus can heal you of your leprosy, he wouldn't have been the only leper in that leper camp. But he was the only one that had enough faith to bow down to Jesus and say to Jesus, if thou will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Let me tell you what moves Jesus with compassion. When, when you come to Jesus believing that he is who he said he is, like blind Bartimaeus, he'll stand still for you. Remember, blind Bartimaeus, thou son of thou son of David, mm-hmm. thou son of David, thou son of David. Shut up, blind Bartimaeus! You, you make making a scene? Thou son of David. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Jesus was moved with compassion and put forth his hand and touched him. Mm-hmm. How about that? Ain't nobody touching no lepers. <laughs> Not in that day. You I mean, you I mean, if you was at a leper camp. There was rocks all around the leper camp. There would be rocks all around the leper camp. So if a leper started approaching you as you walk down the highway, you get one of them la- rocks. And the last thing a leper would want is to be hit with a rock, yeah, yeah. because wherever you hit him, that was coming off. Okay. So when you start picking up rocks, the lepers would start backing up. They knew how far you could throw one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. So they start backing up. They want, the last thing you want to get hit with a rock, you hit a leper with a rock, hand fall off, ear fall off, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. But here comes this leper to Jesus. Now the people probably already stopped because the Bible says we had a, a crowd walking with him, If you read the, the Matthew's version of it. And Jesus, verse 41, moved with compassion. He didn't put his hand forward to pick up a rock. He put his hand forth and touched him. How about that? And touched him and spoke to him. You imagine how long had it had been since somebody had touched this leper. How long it's been since somebody had even talked to this leper, other than another leper. A leper, a family wouldn't even come near. A leper, family would just bring food to the leper camp and sit it there and run away. But Jesus. Put forth his hand, verse 41, and touched him and then said unto him, I will be thou clean. Okay. Now, folks, let me tell you something. They ain't doing miracles like this today. There's no need. There's no need for anybody to do miracles like this today. Why? Because we have the word of God. And, 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 and like John, like Jesus told Thomas. He said, "Blessed are those who believe and have not seen." Okay? We got the word of God, and we are blessed when we can read the word of God, and the spirit of God will either convict us or encourage us. We got all we need. We don't need and we, Listen, if you run into every miracle healing service, that's a sign that you may not have what you need. Okay? You got the word of God. And it's all powerful. But listen, as soon as he had spoken, watch this, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was clean. Now, what am I talking about? Who preached? He getting ready to go do some preaching. Okay. He getting ready to do some preaching. This leper. But imagine if you got delivered from leprosy. You want to tell some people. You wanna tell some people how how God has delivered. Why are we doing that? Why ain't the church doing that? When is the last time? See, you're walking around the stores, you walking around Home Depot, you're walking around the mall or something. When is the last time somebody just walked up on you and talked to you about Jesus? I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But it is, you know, if if everybody in Trumbull County, Mahoney County, truly they say they are Christians, we ought to be talking about Jesus to people. We ought to be talking about Jesus to people. Boy, we we don't do it. Watch this. Jesus talking to the leper and straightly charged him for with sent him away and said unto him, this is Jesus talking to the leper. Now, now remember, Jesus knew all things. He's omniscient. So he knew the leper wasn't going to listen to him. People say, well, he disobeyed Jesus. Jesus already knew that he wasn't going to listen. he, He told him about, don't go tell nobody, go to the priest. Let me read it. Let me read it. And he said unto him, see thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded. Turtle, dove, pigeon, whatever. For a testimony unto them, meaning prove to them that you were cleansed from your leprosy. He bypassed all that. But he went out and began to publish it. And to blaze abroad the matter. You know why? He was like, excited. He was excited. He was in a leper camp, left for dead. Okay? And God came in the person of Jesus Christ and touched him, delivered him from his leprosy, and, and he wasn't going to the house of God. But he blazed abroad the matter in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter in the city. How about that? How about that? How's your blaze? How's your blaze? Listen, who else preached? I, 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 have, this, I have this one story about <coughs> you know, we'll we just keep moving on because I, I got too much. Y'all get a lot of this on Wednesday night. Not this Wednesday. We're talking about the wedding at Cana. What did they preach? So we got the who? And the what? What did they preach? I listen to a lot of sermons. I get people sending me sermons. I get sermons. I get people sending me sermons. I'm on sermon audio. Or certain preachers put a sermon up in it. I'll get a, I'll get a little alert that saying a sermon came up from this person. But you know what I, I, I'm not hearing a lot? Folks preaching on Jesus. I mean, we got messages for every type of person. We got messages for kids. We got messages for seniors. We got messages for alcoholics. We got messages for all oh, the hell's angel messages. We got messages for athletes. We got all these messages. What did, the, what did these folks preach? Let me give you an example. In Acts 17, here, here's, here's Paul. Now, now, this is the converted Paul now this is the converted Paul, now he's in, he's in he's, we are in Acts 17 and it says, and now when they had passed through Amphilius and, and Apollyon and they came into Thessalonica, there was a synagogue of the Jews, here's, here's Paul just sum it all up, we can go to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we can go through all the books of Paul and you're going to have him preaching about one thing greatest preacher that ever lived and Paul, verse 2 of Acts 17 as his manner was, went unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them. Here we go. Out of the scriptures. They didn't have the New Testament. So he was reasoning and reasoning with them out of the scriptures about Jesus Christ. Old Testament. Okay? Watch. Opening in alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, here we go, whom I preach unto you is Christ. How y'all think that went over? See, 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 a lot of us don't, don't. Talk about Jesus. Don't, don't preach Jesus. Don't go out and testify around our loved ones and family members. We, you know, we'd rather them go straight to hell than them offending us because they're not all going to like you. Right? You're not going to be Mr. or Mr. Ken- congeniality if you preach the gospel. You're not going to be the most popular person at the party. You might not even get invited to a lot of them. Okay? Here's what happened when Paul started preaching the gospel. And, and, and it's still happening. This is why a lot of folks don't. And some of them believed. How about that? Verse 4, Acts 17. And some believed and consorted with Paul and Scylla. That word consorted means they became Paul's partners. They, they fellowship openly with Paul. And of the, the devout Jews, a great multitude. And of the cheap women, not a few. So a lot of people believed and followed Paul. Verse 5. I don't want y'all to think is y'all, everybody going you going to be the, the life of the party. But the Jews which believed not, mm-hmm. moved with envy, took unto them certain loo fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a and gathered a company and set the city on an uproar. How about that? And assaulted the house of Jason listen, listen everybody going to want to hear it but everybody need to hear it let me say that again everybody don't want to hear it but everybody need to hear it Amen. get it off of you take away their excuse give it to them these folks these folks were under persecution you know what they didn't do yeah. you know what they didn't do they didn't complain they didn't start CLM you know Y'all know what CLM is? Y'all don't know what CLM is. Christians' life matters. (laughs) They didn't start protesting none of that stuff. You know what they did? They went out and preached the gospel. That's fascinating to me. Because we, what we do, if we was to get persecuted and we was to get called off in a jail and put in jail for no reason at all, we'd be protesting. We'd forget, we'd just lose our Holy Ghost. okay? And we will start complaining and whining. No, 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 no. You got to do it like Paul did when he was in prison. When Paul was in prison, he didn't do nothing to go to prison. But when he was in prison, you know what he did? Preach Christ. Gave God glory. Saying hallelujah. Sang Amazing Grace. All that kind of stuff. And you know what? When folks can see you giving God praise. When the heat is on. Boy, that that make a difference. That make a difference. Like, anybody can praise him when everything going good. But when the heat is on. And all hell breaking out in your life. And you still praising God. That's, right. that's some deep stuff. That's on another level of Christianity. Because some folks just buckle. They lose it all. No, you can praise God in the, in the heat. You got the right stuff. You may, think, you, may, you may well believe that you have the right stuff. So what did they preach? They preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. Acts 2.42 said and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship breaking bread from house to house. Let me give you a couple of points. What is the evidence Of a Christian who's truly saved, truly been converted. What would you think? Y'all heard me say it all the time. Let me let me give it, let me try to break it down. One of the evidence of conversion, one of the evidence of conversion, number one, is a desire to be instructed in the doctrines of the Word of God. How about that? How about that? Let me give you another one. Willingness to attend Gospel preaching services. See when see when COVID came out and, and they started shutting all the churches down and folks went a long time you remember remember I always say the number 40? The number 40 means something. So you can stop doing something for 40 days. It, 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 whether, if it's something you you addictions or whatever, if you do it. Stop for forty days. Say something. Say something. You something is bothering you, and 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 you need to be delivered from it. Say something. You watching on that phone. Tell yourself, you know what? I'm gonna go forty days without doing it. Whatever it is. Most people say you can be delivered from something in 40 days. They shut the churches down for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will never go back to church. A lot of people will never go back to church. They won't. Because they've gone 40 days without church. 40 days without church. I don't need it. If I can go 40 days without it, I don't need it. <clears> Till <throat> so they get sick. Mm-hmm. And then they won't call the preacher. Okay. Call the preacher. You know, and you know I tell him hey, you, you you been gone all them time. What? what call Mike Tomlin. Yes. Oh. Oh. So cool. Everybody don't know who Mike Tomlin is. Call Mike Tomlin. He come see. You know, you spend more time watching the draft and watching the Steelers and watching the Browns. Call Kevin Stefanski and see if he come to the hospital and visit you. Yeah. Call the guy who who call the guy who who owned the casino, who owned Hollywood out there. See if he comes and visits you. You give him all your money. That's deep man A willingness to attend the preaching of the gospel. Watch. They continue steadfastly, speaks that their conversion was real. Okay? Pretty soon, I'm gonna stop calling Columbus and ask him, "Is he ready?" Because after a while, you you get to listen. Everybody in here, everybody in here. These are the regulars. And Sylvia ain't here. Margaret ain't here. Blanche ain't here. We understand Jake's schedule. We we, we understand that. But if digging Jeremy ain't here and he don't call or something, we got we got some concerns. Amen. Okay. That's just the way it goes, because these people have given the evidence of conversion. One, the one of the evidence of conversion is they continue steadfastly in the faith. Amen. This one came out early even this morning when Jerry was talking prayers, and it said they not only continue steadfastly in the, in the word of faith, and, but they put up prayers. They were a praying people. And we do that often. We come in here, somebody will say, well, can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? Because we are a family of God and our prayers are are united and they're designed to call down from heaven the mercies of God. That's what we are doing. When when we're praying for somebody, when we're praying for Frank Miller, when we're praying for Keelan and Bobby, we're praying for my brother-in-law, we're praying for folks that are sick, we're asking God, to show them some mercy—that's the real crux of the prayer. Show them some mercy. Now we can't—we can't determine what kind of mercy God may show them. Okay, but we got God. Just, just, just be with them. Give them strength. Give them peace. Give them understanding. All that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. I'm gonna move faster than I want to. But did they preach? One more time. One more time. One more time. Here's Paul. Here's Paul. Second Corinthians 1.19. Listen. Listen. He says this. For the Son of God. No, what makes Paul so fascinating? What makes Paul so fascinating is because there was a time that he hated the things of God. He despised Christianity. despised anybody that would be praying to a resurrected God. Here's Paul. For the Son of God. Jesus Christ. Who was preached among you by us, even by me and Sylvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea and him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. What are the promises of God? Somebody, I mean, somebody say, Pastor, What are the promises of God? What's up? What are they? Eternal life. Christ returned. He's promised to return. The resurrection. He promised us that he was going to rise. And we know the importance of that. Here's one of them. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Those are, those are four of maybe a hundred in the Bible. There's hundreds. and Somebody said there was 8,800 promises of God in the Bible. It's raining out there. Ain't nobody in here worried about ever the world ever being consumed with wire, water. We none of us in here that know the Lord is worried about the world being flooded again. Okay, and we all got to go down to Kentucky and try to get on the ark. <laughs> that, that is not a concern of ours. Why not? Because he promised in his word, Genesis 9 11, that he was not going to water us up again. Promises of God. And the rainbow. The right rainbow. Amen. Here's a good one. So we covered the what? We covered the who? And the what? And now the Why? Why did they preach? I, you know, all these was fascinating, and I got way more material than I'll ever be able to cover um, in, in forty-five minutes. But here's 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 Paul again. Now, I can get away from Paul a little bit. But why did they preach? Let me give you the number one reason. Let me give you the number one reason. Now, I'm i myself how to build up to the number one reason. But let me give you the big one right off the bat. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Okay, so the number one reason why they preach because they was commanded to preach. And the number one reason we as a people of God should be going out into the highways and byways is because the same command, Applies to us. Applies to us. And I, and I believe if that applies to us, we're going to be called out on Judgment Day. God's going to be call, call us out when well, you didn't go out and do nothing. Not gave you talent, you just buried it in the ground. You ain't tell nobody about how good I was to you. How I delivered you from this and that. You just walked around like you all that how can anyone believe this book and all the wonderful promises how about that and not how 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 can you believe the word of God and not tell somebody about how good it is Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, you know, so, you know we, we talk about it again. We, we here's why we preach. Here's why we here's why we do this. Man, you, 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 you always so intense and crazy about it. listen, listen, listen. People are dying yeah. and going to hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the people of God are standing around, tapping their fingers, mm-hmm. don't want to say nothing. Here's another reason why we preach. I've already covered them all. Because we've been blessed by the word of God. The word. Uh, listen. All I gotta think. I, I keep saying. I keep saying. Last past Wednesday. But the Wednesday before that. And the Wednesday before that. And the Wednesday before that. How, how good has it been? How good has it been? It's, it's not because we got this great teacher. It's not. It's not because it's because God is working in our midst, and we having wonderful Bible studies, and we growing and learning and getting stronger. That's it. That's it. That's it. Why did they preach? Y'all remember Jeremiah? What was Jeremiah one Jeremiah? What was his? What was his? What was the name they gave Jeremiah? He was a weeping prophet. I'm, I'm almost done. But if you turn to Jeremiah twenty and seven, I'm gonna wait for you. I'm gonna wait for you to turn to Jeremiah twenty and seven because this 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 is fascinating. This is fascinating. Okay? So you turn to Jeremiah 20 and 7 and stay with me. Because we can come up with a whole lot of reasons. Okay? We got more reasons than earth went in fire. Okay? And they couldn't even find a reason after a while. They were like, hey, whew. Alright? They ran out of reasons. Jeremiah 20 and 7. Okay? Now, here's Jeremiah. He was a weeping prophet because everybody hated him. They wanted to kill him. They gave him the business. He was a prophet and God gave him an unpleasant message for the people. And and, and because he was a prophet, he had no choice. He had no choice. He had to preach what thou said, to the Lord. Jeremiah 27. Oh Lord, thou hast deceived me. And I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. Here's Jeremiah. I'm in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. Jeremiah was using a play of words. He said, Lord, thou hast deceived me. God didn't deceive him. He felt the seed because he might have thought, like some of us, we signed up to be a pastor, sign up to be a Christian. Everybody don't love us. That's what they teach today. You, you, you preachers on Oprah, holding hands with Oprah. Oprah ain't holding my hand. Amen. I call Oprah and say, I want to come on your show. <laughs> you, you laugh. You ain't coming on here. All that crazy Jesus stuff. So so Jeremiah thought he was being deceived by God because he thought he signed up for something that was going to be nice. So we associate God with nice. We come to the Lord, it's going to be nice. When you come to the Lord, all hell may break out. It might get worse. But you know what? One of his promises was one of his promises. Eternal life. Don't, don't, Don't put all your stock in this life. We got something better coming. All right? All right? There's something better coming. I know. I know that. I know Satan made. Satan has made the world look like. Oh man, you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. I, I talk to people. I don't want to leave. Listen. Got to get up out of here, everybody. Verse eight. Since for since I spake. Uh oh. Since I spake. Now, what did the prophet speak? What does say the Lord? He didn't make up his own sermons. Okay? He didn't sit in the library and he went on the internet and Googling stuff. (laughs) He spoke what God told him to speak. That's it. That's it. He says, since I spoke, for basically since you called me to speak, I cried out. Okay? I cried, violence is spoiled. Now, what is he talking about? He's saying that the word of God was saying, if you people don't if they don't get their act together, they're gonna to be violence. Okay? And then he says this, and because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, they hated me because of the word of God. That's what Jeremiah is saying. And a derision. Daily, I mean, he said they got at me every time they saw me. Every time they saw me, they threw rocks at me. They hated me. They wanted to kill me every day. I'm getting to why he preached. Then I said, verse 9, this is easy to do. I think this is what a lot of Christians do. When, they, when the heat come on, and they get in a situation, you know, where somebody might come up and them say, "Well, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you know two men and two women, and ain't nothing wrong with this, ain't nothing wrong with that," and and instead of them speaking up, they they just say, "Well, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing because I don't wanna, I don't want no heat." They may be asking you to give them some heat. Verse nine. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor nor speak any more in his name. He was tired of getting rocks thrown out. He was tired of not getting invited to the party. (laughs) But his word. Oh, man. Oh, man. But his word. Oh, man, was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearance. He said, I was weary with the thought of not serving God. I, he said, I could not stay in that place. I could not stay in that place. For I, for, for I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Reports say, reports say they and we were reported watch this, all my familiars watch for my halting. let me stop there, I want y'all to understand what he's saying, when he said all my familiars he said everybody that knew me all my loved ones, all my friends they really wanted to see if I was going to quit saying pre-adventure he will be enticed, meaning he will be enticed by the, by the threats and by the violence and by the hatred and by the derision to quit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Pre-adventure he will be enticed and we shall prevail against him. How about that? That coming together for y'all? They was, they was, they was, they was, they was hoping that all the hatred and all the mockery and all the derision would make Jeremiah quit. On God. Saying pre he will be enticed. And we shall prevail against him. We shall shut him down. And we shall take our revenge on him. They're not going to shut him down. They're going to shut him down. Then they're going to cut his head off. Hmm. Verse 11. This is good stuff to me. But the Lord. But the Lord. All caps is with me as a mighty, terrible one. How about that? You got this too. You got this too. Okay? When we feel threatened, we feel weak, understand, we're not doing this service on our own strength. He's, when he said, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. We don't see God like that. God is good. God wouldn't hurt nobody. Let me tell you something. You mess with God's prophets, and you mess with God's people, and God can get terrible with your enemies. All right, he can get terrible. He'll fight your battles. See, see, see the Lord. What's he go? How's it go? Vengeance is mine. Say to the Lord, I will fight your battles. If your battles is just, now, nah, now nah, if you out there doing crazy stuff, hang hey, God ain't got nothing to do with that. But if you out there serving God and worshiping God and praising God and giving God glory in all you do, God gonna fight for you. Rest assured of that. He said, "I will never leave you, nor forsake you." That's a promise. We can do all them promises of God. 8800 hey, of them, we be here up for the of life. Come on of So like them. The promises of God. He said, "I'll never leave you, nor forsake you." Okay. Verse eleven. One more time. But the Lord is with me as a terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Jeremiah, Jeremiah stayed the course even when the battle got tough, even when the enemies came against him and and they, and they wanted to destroy him. He stayed the course. Paul preached for another reason too. Same kind of reason. Paul says in Acts 18.5, I'm going to close. He said, and when Silas and Timothy were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit. You ever been pressed in the spirit? You ever been pressed in the spirit? You, 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 it's like you got you to say something. You got to say something. Paul said, I was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews. Now remember, Paul spent a lot of time in, in, in jail for being pressed in the spirit, but jail didn't stop him from speaking the gospel, okay? He was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Now, now that may, on the surface, that may seem simple, but you telling a Jew that Jesus is the Messiah. Them fighting words. Them fighting words. Them fighting words. Listen. Why I have so much? one more 1 Corinthians 10.33 why we preach why we preach why we preach 1 Corinthians 10.33 watch what it says this is why we preach even as I please all men and all things not seeking my own profit but the profit of many watch Paul that they may be saved 1 Corinthians 10.33 that's why I preach Ain't no other reason to preach. I don't preach for gators. By my own. I don't preach for, for, for money and fame and fortune. Ain't nothing ain't nothing famous. Ain't nothing famous. Ain't nothing glamorous. Never been nothing glamorous about being a preacher. It's glamorous today. How did how did preaching become glamorous? When everybody to preach got their heads cut off. But now it's glamorous. A, somebody explain that to me in and, and, and the Fellowship Hall, okay? How did preaching become glamorous when all the apostles, all the prophets got killed for preaching the gospel? Now it's glamorous. Jake, can, can you explain that? You take this book and you tell somebody, you know, everybody that preached this gospel got their heads cut off and died and was murdered. And they say, I'm going to get it. And they come back two years later and they a millionaire. They ain't doing this. They ain't doing this. Okay? Here's another, reason why we, here we, here's another reason why we preach. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Here we go. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Ephesians three sixteen, in the inner man, our inner man needs to be strengthened. If we're gonna have that battle where we can say, Greater is He that is within us than He that's in the world. But if the world is stronger than what's in us, that that don't apply. We gotta get our inside strong. Amen. So when that adversity come from the outside, our inside can can resist it and fight back. And fight back. Who, what, why, and where? Where did they preach? They preach everywhere. Amen. They preach everywhere. Okay. Some people think, no, well, we do you not know, preaching. You got to come to the church to hear the preacher. You know? No, 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 no. Preach to that person right there in the checkout line. Come on, okay. And, and see, we see. We think we got. We think we got to do it for forty-five minutes. Okay. You just tell them simple. The gospel is simple. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. Then why are you troubled? Why aren't you troubled? Why you, you went through this and you went through that? And you, your, your life has changed. You're a better person now. Listen, listen. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I believe that. Okay? It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. Where they preach? Everywhere. Where can you preach? Everywhere. Seven days a week. I ain't saying you got to be a seven-day Adventist. That's seven-day Christian. Jesus. Every day. You'll leave here today. You'll leave here today unless you go home and lock yourself into a closet. You will run into people that need to hear the gospel. I don't care where you go. Okay? Now, if you go home and you say, well, you know what? I say, you know, God, lead me to someone to tell about Jesus and you go home and jump in a closet... But if you step out, and say, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just go for a walk in Wick Park. Maybe I'll just go out to the mall. Maybe I'll just go to Gates. Maybe I'll go to Aldi's and pick up a whatever. You're gonna run into somebody that needs Jesus. Know how I know that? Because what the world Amen. needs now is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the power that you've given us. Father God, give us strength for this week. Father God, we have some yes, stuff Lord. to do. We have some stuff to do. And we know we need you to do it. We need your strength to do it. Father God, we ask right now, be ahead of time, give us strength. Give us strength. Amen. God bless you. Let's all stand. Amen. Amen. Amen.